Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the reincarnation of Puckle Live. I am Thatch and joined today with me here are two patrons because the Patreon live show is where you get to hear from your pay- from Puckle's patrons. And if you want to be on the show as well, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast to become a member because the patrons are what make us do pretty much everything here at Puckle or allow us to do everything here at Puckle, like have prizes, be able to host tournaments, host host PuckleCon if we have to host it on our own. And because of the patrons, we're allowed to do that, get a lot of cool microphone equipment and stuff like that. So I, I do want to thank both of you, both both you, Tendleman and Dennis. Um, for being here today, uh, because I'm I'm pretty much just going to do an extended hour long interview with you today. Oh, <laughs> sounds you're, fun! You're going to oh. tell me your life stories. Oh, uh, and at the same time, I'm going to build a little cup team because we have the we have the little cup uh, battle clinic immediately following the show. Yeah, I was going to say welcome <laughs> to the new ba- episode of Battlecast with special guest patrons while we talk about little cup. <laughs> absolutely not what's going to happen but uh, welcome yeah. to the show welcome to the show if you're listening to this um this is like i said this is the show where you can be on it yourself if you if you patron patron the uh the puckle podcast and stuff like that so let's let's just jump right into it though so we have 10 little men and dennis the mimic maniac both of which i've already yeah. said, said before previously so uh, I think ten little men. You've been on these before, but none of them have actually made the made it to the iTunes feed uh, or, the, yeah, or the podcast. Yeah, viciously censored. You've up been viciously until now. censored, uh, mostly because Canadians are a pretty hot topic here in the United States right now. Um, uh, <laughs> really bad joke. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so why don't why don't you let everybody know uh, who you are, uh, what your name is, uh, and how you found Puckle, and what your favorite Pokemon is? You got you got all okay. That? Uh, yeah, sure. Let me just grab out my pen and paper to write all this down. Yeah. So I am 10 little men in case you haven't caught it the first six times. Uh, I found Puckle, I guess about four years ago. I found it like slightly before the first ever Puckle con. Okay. That was four years ago. Yeah. And I was 
just at work being like, wow, I am super bored. What can I do? I, for my job, all I did was paint truck frames. It was the most insufferable thing until I went on iTunes and looked up Pokemon. And there I found quite a few Pokemon podcasts and then one Pokemon podcast that was actually bearable. And thus I became a fan of Puckle. Wow. And story. from, oh yeah, truly <laughs> the most engaging way to find the podcast. I looked in the app for Pokemon. First episode I listened to was the uh, episode about the Pokemon Adventures manga. Part Ooh. three when? Part three when? Solid question. <laughs> so like, wait, what is part three, by the way? I It has been so long since we've done it that I don't remember what part three is. Okay, so, I mean, you've done the red and blue. That's the first one yes. I listened to. Then I think you guys have covered yellow twice now? Cool. <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, so you've never actually gotten into gold and silver. Uh, that that will change. I just actually got the hard copies of gold and silver. And yeah. the real struggle with gold and silver is that gold and silver manga, if you go to find the translations online, the translations are just so mixed between like, the, the English version and the Japanese, like translated translated Japanese and English version. Like For those of you who are manga fans, you should understand this. Because yeah. what that means is one of them will read right to left and the other one will read left to right. And on top of that, you have a lot of name changes that go on because in Japan, green is blue and blue is green. And yeah. most of the time you don't understand who they're referencing. And on top of that, the Pokemon nicknames sometimes get really lost in the translations. And no, that definitely. annoys me. And I can't, I can't keep consistent like, oh man, which Pokemon is he actually using? I, I just can't. It, it is just the most frustrating thing in the world. I'd probably like the gold and silver Pokemon Adventures manga a lot more if I read the physical versions first and didn't uh tactically read it online for free, dubiously legally. I agree with that. No, I I incredible like first of all, that manga is so expensive to buy hardcover. It's very cheap in Canada. <laughs> you, you can buy me manga. Buy, like, yeah, I can buy like the entire seasons for like forty bucks Canadian. So like So like two dollars American. American. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not actually the exchange rate Dennis. <laughs> not yet. I was getting excited. I was gonna jump the border. <laughs> like, four four hours drive from Canada right now. Actually uh, no. I'm two hours and a half from Canada. Okay. So I just so, need to yeah, find come a visit. store. So, Dennis, it's your turn now to answer these questions. I want to know, people want to know who you are. How'd you find well, Puckle, and what's your favorite Pokemon that Ten Little Men didn't answer? I'm Dennis the Mimikyu Maniac. Don't be misled by Mimikyu. I love all ghosts, dark and dragon types. Equally, when I start Puckle, joining Puckle, I was actually Dennis the DDG Maniac. DDG, as in. Keto. Keto. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Oh. <laughs> Did we lose him? Uh, uh, no, I'm hello, here, Dennis. Okay, keep going. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> keep going, yeah, Dennis. I, I started listening to Paul on episode 187, which I don't remember what 
Why do I don't remember what that was up? either. How, why do you know 187? That's a very Listen, specific I'm just going to say, that sounds like a pretty okay. good time to get into Puckle. Roughly That's around there. You're not gonna, I, I wait, remember. wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait. Uh, before I we continue, is, is, there, is this now a bad time to get into Puckle? Oh, no. no. Now is definitely a better time. Okay. I'm going to okay. say so, best time to get into Puckle probably post XY. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh... I remember the, the episode because I was walking to one of my psychology college exams, which I was listening to the episode while doing the exam. Mm-hmm. That's why I remember 187. Interesting. I'm going to find out what 187 is for you. Okay. But, uh, but what's your favorite I saw, email, I saw emailing that the podcast at 197. And okay. one of the Green Toros at 200 episode. Wow. I think I, I sent in I my first email those. at 198. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much in common. <laughs> we pretty much started four years ago on Poco before the PocoCon, which I remember because it was the day of my birthday, ironically, when it was happening. I was so frustrated. <laughs> Oh, 187 was the episode that we had uh, the VGC guy on. Um, okay, okay, continue. <laughs> um, shit. Okay, so Dennis the Mimikyu Maniac. His but what is Pokemon? your favorite Pokemon? That's the question. Uh, I wrote, I forgot the role there, and now I'm coming back. Each day it changes, but today is Sableye. Okay, so it's not Mimikyu. Your name is very misleading. <laughs> yes. Remember, I started here being the DDG maniac. Okay, okay. Dark Dragon okay. Ghost maniac. But, so, yeah. not Mimikyu the Dark Dragon one, Fairy? No. Okay, are you yeah. ready for some rapid-fire interview questions? Oh. Are you ready oh, okay. for this? Okay, so this is, we're going to do 10 Little Men first, and then, Dennis, you can think of your answers at the same time. We'll come back. We'll come back around. Um, I mean, it's 10 little mans. You have to interview 10 little mans before coming to me. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go, 10 little men. Are you ready? So first of all, answer the question, what's your favorite Pokemon? It's got to be Magneton. I, I feel a sense of kinship with its plurality. With its plurality. I feel like there, I feel like um, there has to be another Pokemon like that. I'd say uh, Dugtrio is also really great. Tragically, I love, banned. I love that Gen One was just like, you know, what would be great if this Pokemon just evolved into the three of itself. Um, all right, so next question: What's your favorite type? Oh God, um, I mean, I guess, gun to my head, I had to choose one. It'd probably be Steel, just okay. because that's the type I repped in Summer League. Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh, what was your first Pokemon game? Go. First Pokemon game. That I played or that yes, I yes, watched yes. an older sibling play? Uh, both answers. Because if my memory's right, my brother played Pokemon Red and I looked over his shoulder playing. My first Pokemon I ever caught was a Diglett because he'd let me use Pidgeotto in Diglett's cave because there's no way even my two-year-old brain could mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> Then the first game I actually played was Pokemon Silver. Pokemon Silver. Okay, okay. Uh, what What is your favorite Pokemon game? That's the next question. Favorite See, Pokemon now game. the best Pokemon game, definitely, hands down, Pokemon Channel. 
but not counting spinoffs. So like uh, you have to be wrong. Like that's a joke, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, my favorite Pokemon game is probably Pokemon Ruby, just mm-hmm. because of the sheer number of hours I've pumped into that game. If it wasn't my favorite, that's a bad sign. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, okay, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle are on a table in front of you. You need to choose one now, or or Professor Oak's going to get shot in the head. Which one do you oh. pick? Well, I mean, you've given me four valid options here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but no, I. you got to go with Bulbasaur, so that way you can win. And he gets Assuming Mega pop. Evolution's on the table, you just win. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Favorite TM? Oh, favorite TM. Oh, that's such a difficult question. I think I have to say Ice Beam. Wait, no, let's go back to older gens. Favorite TM is Bubble. 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 Bubble, bubble. (laughs) Because... Was Bubble a TM or was it only Bubble Beam? Both, I think. I know know Water Gun and Bubble Beam. Oh, it was Water Gun, not Bubble. I think it was Water Gun and Bubble Beam, not Bubble. Oh, yeah. Water Gun's a pretty solid TM. The water gun is a pretty solid TM. But no, I'd say Ice Beam, probably. Okay, okay. And then, finally, favorite spinoff game, and why is it Pokemon Channel? I'm kidding. What's your favorite spinoff oh, game? <laughs> favorite? Oh, so, about... This is a very difficult question, but I think I'm going to go with Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire. That's not a terrible choice, actually. I have, an, I have a game currently ongoing, and it's point total is very high so i think the, i've gotten four times greater than the like initial high score so as a general gamer this is it has a fun bit of trivia because pokemon pinball ruby and sapphire was like the only game that got game boy player exclusive compatibility in that because uh, if you ever played the original pokemon pinball it has its own like built-in rumble pack in the cartridge and pokemon oh. ruby Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire didn't have an obviously built-in rumble pack, but if you plug it into the Game Boy Player on the GameCube, the GameCube controller actually rumbled. Oh, that's in, great! In conjunction with uh with the with the game, I have played that game on GameCube Player, but I guess I never realized that it's other games would fit. not have the rumble function. Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing. It's the only game that does it. It's really weird. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah. Fun fact. Okay, Dennis, we're coming to you now. All right. You All ready? Right. Rapid fire. Let's yes. go. What's your favorite type? You have to pick one, not three. Ghost. Okay, done. Uh, what was your first Pokemon game, Dennis? Pokemon Yellow, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah, my second game, ironically, was Pokemon Crystal. Hmm. Third one oh. was Sapphire because Emerald didn't come even fast enough. Yeah. Fast enough to get me to the third third version. What was your favorite Pokemon game? Pretty Dennis. much in three. There, just Gen three, the entirety of Gen three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's the best Gen, so that's 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 hey. that's debatable. But like, we can talk about that later. Um, Seven point eight. Okay. Too much water. Dennis, Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle are all on a table in front of you, and you need to choose one now, or Professor Hook gets shot in the head. What What do you pick? I'm sorry, Touch, but I'll take the chance for the last one to see if I can get. A no, gem. no, there's nothing. He's, he's going that's for his ghost starter. type. No, that's not happening. <laughs> you have to you have to choose one of the three. Okay, okay. I'm sorry, Oak. <laughs> Squirtles? I Squirtle? Guess. Squirtle? Is that just, okay. Yes. Alright, and then uh favorite TM. Oh. I don't really remember if Curse was a TM before. 
It might have oh, been. Oh, it was. It definitely was. It was a TM and Gen 2. Yeah. I think oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to the guy at the top of the spooky house in Celadon. The spooky house. The spooky <laughs> house. Spooky. All right. <laughs> so and then fa- favorite spin-off game. Spin-off game. Ooh. Pokemon Conquest? That's the right answer. So What a cop-out. So you win. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Here's the thing. From most spin-off games, Rumble, meh. Pimpo, okay. I never liked Pimpo, so Conquest. Oh. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chime in to... Uh, to the the Twitch chat here as we come to this break in in your in your guys's personal interviews about your life and Pokemon and everything, uh, we're gonna break in. So so welcome to Viger who dropped us a hundred bits and he also used his Twitch pri- or he he subscribed at tier one for uh, a second month. So yay to Viger. So yay. Way, way hi to Viger. Also Orange Adventure dropping those three bits in there with his uh, I, I don't even know what that emote is. That's fine. And he says you guys are spooky. Uh, spooky. spooky yep <laughs> all right uh yeah i mean that, i'm just driving into the chat you guys can always jump in whatever you want and say whatever you want we'll we'll get to your you will get to your questions and your follow-ups all so right, with that right. with that going on i don't know what else to talk to you guys about uh other than pokemon oh we got something new coming into chat about how gen 5 is the i'm sorry i don't have my glasses on smest gen or something i don't no, know the best gen that was a really bad attempt to like make another word <laughs> no, like, see i was thinking maybe it said best but i was like that just doesn't sound right gen 5 best gen that's so clearly wrong I, I thought i was looking at it wrong i mean if we want to if we want to say like i think i think we can objectively say gen 5 was probably not the best gen i think hmm. gen 5 had unique things about it that made it different. I don't think it can be claimed as the best because hands down, I think it had the worst sales number of any Pokemon generation. It did. Um, and that's, I, that's not saying that black and white two were bad, but See, it was legitimately because it was legitimately because they really just messed up gen five. They, if they just, somebody told me that black and white two were the best games. I'd be like, Hey, that's a fair opinion. Black and white two are legitimately great. My problems fall more on how the gen started off. Yeah, like keep going. Black and white are fun, but you can't even catch a Pikachu. That's not a Pokemon game. Yes, uh, they are the only <laughs> games that you can cannot catch Pikachu in. It was it was awful. Uh, not to mention, like Gio just said, the grind is absolutely awful as well. Uh, <laughs> oh God! You, you uh, can but tell yeah, let's the grind so like, was unreal when you have to add Audino. <laughs> So let's just list some let's just list some sales numbers real quick. Um, so so Pokemon Red, Red, Green, and Blue in Japan, um, unfor- like obviously sold like thirty or I guess just Red, Green, and Blue in general, um, in 1996 and and, and Yellow they sold a combined uh, 59.52 million units. Um, gold, Silver, Pretty respectable. Uh, gold and Silver on their own sold 23.1 million units. Um, Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, sold 16.2 million units. So, like, you can see, like, the downhill, downward decline. Granted, I think any any video game franchise would be like, man, we only hit 16 million units. And they, <laughs> it'd be, I think they'd be okay with that. Um, yeah, you could Diamond, tell it was uh, the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and yep. then 2006, uh, Diamond and Pearl brought back Pokemon uh, to 17.67 million units. 
And then they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, um, we're going to do a soft reboot of Pokemon and we're going to do Gen 5. And Black and White sold 15.64 million units. Womp, 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 womp. So um, sad. Yeah, and then uh, after that, Black and White 2 sold 8.52 million units. And I think, That's I think I think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon legitimately almost... They're very close to passing Black and White as of the new numbers that just were released. So Ultra like, Sun and Ultra Moon? Yeah, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon beat, are beating Black and White 2, I think, are very close wow. to Wow. Yeah, which is really sad. Because... Then again, popular opinion is that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon should have been the first games to be released instead of just I, I agree with that but the the problem is like they're still like they're still not great sales numbers for releasing yeah. two versions because like let's look back at the last time that only one version was released as like the the what's the what's the word I'm looking for were released as the um third version right it, so Pokemon Platinum was the last time we got like a third version game and that sold 7.6 million units <laughs> and that on its own that's mm-hmm. one game one game sold 7.6 yeah. million units. Black and White 2 sold 8.52. 8.52. So they're like it increased by like a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And that's with the boost from all the nerds yeah. buying two copies. Because like who would do that? That's legitimately <laughs> probably the only that's probably the only reason it's there is because of the nerds that bought two copies. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably why. Like looking at that, that's probably why. Because black and white, black and white two were good though. Like I would say, black and white two were good games, and I thought they were a good follow up to black and white. They they redeemed black and white, so they they had a chance. They had a chance in Gen Seven. Black and white two are incredible games because you can catch Dunsparce like before the first gym, basically. Where do you go wrong there? Games black- almost flawless. Well, not only that, they just brought back like a lot of they they did what Diamond and Pearl did somewhat well. Which was Diamond and Pearl were just like, oh, hey, let's integrate all these Pokemon that, you know, are from older generations in the beginning of the story. Which I think everybody enjoys having, like, a familiar face, right? Yeah. Nope. And I think they did a really good job there. Black and white, I think Nintendo didn't realize how they couldn't do a soft reboot. And anytime I hear that there's going to be a soft reboot from, like, rumors or or quote-unquote leaks. um, That's not happening. You can always just discount that. Because Mm -hmm. black and white did so abysmal compared to the rest of the Pokemon franchise, that they will never try that again. Like, absolutely yeah. never try that again. Because it just did so poorly. Um, I, I mean, 16, 16 million is about where you want, like, a main series game to go. And that's where X and Y have gone. They've gone 16.34 and 16.13, respectively, which is really good. Yeah. I mean, those are solid numbers. So they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, and... I. They're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, same with, I mean, let's go if we want to talk about that for a second. 10 million units so far. That, that That's a really good. good for what it is. For what On it such is. such a new uh, console. I, so so the, the difference with let's go is I think I, I think every other Pokemon game is kind of like a slow burn. Like you get the, obviously that PG yeah. state, but then you get a nice slow burn of people buying it. Let's go I don't think is going to have that. I don't think they're going to have the slow burn. I think they're going to just get the one shot and then it's pretty much done. I because feel like there still will be a slow-ish burn, but only gonna until be a the trickle. new games come out. It's going to be a trickle. That's my answer. It's going to be a trickle. Only because Let's Go kind of depends on one singular mechanic, which is motion controls, and it forces you to repetitively use those motion controls. I think it's a really cool gimmick for like the first for the first like three weeks you're playing it, and then after that you're just like, oh, this is all this game is. No, pretty much. Yeah. It's just console-style Pokemon Go. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think that has the longevity of something like in a traditional Pokemon game, which is good for people oh, like Scrawn. Yeah. Uh, no, no, like, you're right, you're right, Geo. Geo says Let's Go doesn't entice me. I only want to play main series Pokemon games. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Let's Go, uh, I think a lot of people only played because they wanted something on the Switch. I don't think Let's Go... I, I think I said this on the show. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Let's Go is repeatable. I don't think the success no. that Let's Go is seeing is repeatable in any kind of in, in any fashion. Because let, let, let's just lay it out here first. One, one. Let's Go was the first Pokemon game on the Switch, like first main series in quotes Pokemon game on the Switch. So that builds up yeah. hype in and of itself. Second, it's it's Pokemon Go, right? It's the first time they're kind of like connecting Pokemon Go to the to a main series Pokemon game. That's a pretty that's a big deal for Go players, right? Um, yeah. Oh. A third yeah. thing going for it is that they are also doing the uh, what's it called? Uh, there, it's also Kanto, right? More so, Gen One, yeah. so more Gen One love, building the nostalgia. None of this is repeatable. I'd like, say my cra- no. my prediction for the future of the Let's Go series is probably that they continue to release them like every as oh, the in between games, but they'll sell like will seven million units. I, I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do nearly yeah. as well as they. I I also I also think that the gimmick is just not there. Um, uh, but okay. So here well, here's here's that, another interesting topic. Real, if oh, they go, go to do a Gen two Pokemon Go, it's going to be let's go Togepi, let's go Marrow. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, but I think that so so another topic that I think we should go on. Um, we should definitely go on, uh, and discuss a little bit about, um what we think is going to be the next Pokemon game, uh, what, what it's going to include. I feel like this is too shallow of a topic for me to discuss on the show, so like this is a good place to do it. Because uh, I, yeah. I saw this in chat the other day, and I thought it was really interesting because well, one of the people uh, was chiming in and saying, oh, what do you think is going to happen in the new Pokemon game, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be really cool. And uh, he's just like, I think it's going to just look just like Let's Go. I forget who said this. I, I really wish I could I could mention who said this. Uh, but I didn't. But it's gonna look like Let's Go, but you know, with shadows. Yeah. W- okay. So with shadows that and are higher than six a pixels, game. right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Man, man there's so you guys mention it. There's a few rumors that pop out around. I don't believe in rumors anymore, especially Pokemon related. <laughs> that it'll be somewhat like Breath of the Wild mixed with Pokemon Go. I don't believe that. I I, I don't have my hopes. I have a hard the hopes time are low on the ground. So, so I, would, I wouldn't have low hopes. I, I wouldn't have low hopes. Uh, Kaneda said said what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so um, the one thing that I, I think is really interesting, though, is, I mean, so like it's probably gonna, we're probably going to get something from Let's Go. Like we're going to get the HD assets. Let, Let's Go, in my mind, was honestly just, hey, we need a Pokemon game out this year because Papa Nintendo is breathing down my neck. And yeah. And Papa Nintendo is just like, oh, hey, I really like they're just like, I need to get um, my we said to- we'd sell 20 million units. Well, no, we said, yeah, Pokemon. we said, we, yeah, exactly. We said we sell 20 million units. We need to sell Pokemon. We said that there'd be a Pokemon game coming a- in 2018. And so they're just like, oh, crap. Well, we're designing this one. They're just like, OK, so we already had the map for Gen 1 done. We were already using it to, like, test our HD conversion into like coding in jet in hd so we already have like kanto done like let's just throw in some chibi characters let's use the gen 1 pokemon models let's go right and, yeah and that's that i think that's what happened because if there's so many reasons that let's go is not a finished game so many reasons 
the the first of being there like the shadows are like seven pixels wide um and then on top of that you have um my like the party sprites you know what i mean the party sprites like half yeah. of them are half of them were redone but the other half weren't and it and it's semi-random like they did the starters uh or the final evos of the starters they did mewtwo they did the legendary birds and then it's just like peppered throughout like i think kabutops got one but not omastar and yeah false prophets yeah it's just it's very it's very confusing which ones got the updated party sprite and which ones didn't and it's it's just just very random of we need to get this game out the door that's really what it feels like and i don't know that let's go is gonna be a a study franchise because of it yeah Uh, it most likely won't I think with 10 million sales, we're going to see a Gen 2 version. And this is one thing that I haven't said on the show. And this is this is one thing that I... Because I, I, I wasn't on the episode we discussed, that Rebanks were discussed, so I didn't get my chance to say my piece, which is rare. <laughs> and uh, But this is this is a Poco Live Show exclusive. Um, I don't think that um, remakes are going to be very straightforward right now. People are no. just like, where's my Gen 4 remake? And yeah, I can't they're in a very that- weird spot. I, I don't know that we can say we're going to get a Gen 4 remake in the traditional sense that we think there's going to be a remake. Mostly because Let's Go exists now, right? This is the third yeah. time we've got Kanto. And I could definitely see be it honest. being where it, just, well, it, it cuts out remakes and we get Let's Go instead. Like, this could be a controversial opinion, but I'm never, I was never huge into the remakes. Like, my favorite game is Pokemon Ruby not omega ruby i feel like the only remake that was truly great was heart gold soul silver i think everybody would, I would agree with you rather yeah, just see them re-release it on on like the virtual console or eShop. Mm-hmm. yeah i, I agree, agree but i also kind of disagree on the whole ruby omega ruby because for me alpha sapphire was like an extra to my experience for gen 3 it wasn't for, something like I liked, the, I liked the Delta episode. Like I oh, wish Delta. for me, Delta episode was like we cannot remake Emerald, but we can add Emerald to both games at the same time and not do a yeah. third party. Like I, I don't, there's a lot of design decisions that I have problems with in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. If, if you want, there's a seven-hour YouTube video on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying... Well, I can listen to that. Else has work, seen, no. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone else has seen the seven-hour exhaustive Omega Ruby review in their recommended feeds, mm-hmm. I, I, I listened to that whole thing at work one day, and I was like, wow, this person brings up some great points. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, there's like, I wouldn't say Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I will say Heart Gold Soul Silver were better remakes. Omega Ruby and Alpha well, Sapphire have are. their moments. Um, I think they made Gen 3 better for me, but that's because I'm kind of, I, I like, I don't fall for the nostalgia as hard as a lot of other people do, mostly because I've turned my mind to competitive play when other people. Haven't obviously like like if I were doing a playthrough like I have minor competitive things in my back in the background of my mind like I try not to look at nature's or I'll kill myself. And oh yeah, oh god no, I agree so much. I'm in the middle of a nuzlocke right now. I caught an adamant abra and I'm like, this thing's worthless, unusable. I'm not going to use it. Yeah, but so like I, I I'm like that. So like the thing that gets me like I would love to go back and play Gen three. 
Um, because I think like I have a lot of nostalgic like memories of playing Gen three and especially like Coliseum and XD, right? Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of nostalgic moments there. But the problem is, if I if I do it, I go, man, the physical special split hasn't happened yet. All of these Pokemon are useless. Yeah. See, uh, I'm going to bring up one of my biggest gripes with competitive Pokemon. The biggest mistake ever made in Pokemon for competitive, in my opinion, happened in Gen 4. What is that? On one hand, what is that? I like the physical special split. It, was a it makes some Pokemon really fantastic. good. It makes some Pokemon really bad. It For me, I think it all comes out neutral. But the thing that I hate is the choice scarf. I think the choice Ooh. scarf was a mistake. I don't think so. I'm actually I don't fine so. with that. I, I don't I don't agree with you. I think if you I think if you take choice scarf out of competitive Pokemon, you make a lot of Pokemon no longer viable. See, do you know yeah. what the problem is? The choice scarf isn't the problem, but it is the band-aid used to fix the actual problem that the physical special split ended up causing. The best example of this is Gyarados. When Gyarados got Dragon Dance in Gen 3, is like, okay, cool, have fun with your no-stab attacks. It's not busted. Mm-hmm. But the second Gen 4 comes around, Gyarados clicks Dragon Dance once. If Choice Scarf does exist, the game's over. I think that's fantastic. They've won. That's fantastic. Plus, I, think, I think this is fantastic. Scarfs lock you in one move, so... No, scarf Why is would you for that. No, 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 no. So, so I understand what you're saying, but like, I think, I think that's, I think that's fantastic because it, it allows old Pokemon to still be relevant. It removes power creep, which yeah. I think is a huge issue in a lot of long running games. Yeah, but Gyarados was already relevant. A lot yeah. of the old Pokemon would be relevant without a physical special split. It's just ah, that. So, but the problem is, a lot of Pokemon the became relevant. They had. Oh, sorry. The uh, movesets they had before were not designed with the physical special split in mind. No, I, So I once do. it became a thing, like, for example, oh, wow, Gengar suddenly got weirdly way worse because it lost all the elemental punches. Like, it has Shadow Ball now. I would not. So I, don't, like, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with I you. I don't either. agree with you with the Gengar. But Gengar was, Gengar was very good. Things. Gengar was very good. Oh no! It it was still very good. That was a bad example yeah. in hindsight. The, but only I guess a better example would be Alakazam. Yeah. Uh, Alak no, Alakazam's still really good too. Like that's the problem. Like yeah. it's it, it's still very good. Still I'm sorry good. that like I'm sorry that's like all of like the elemental punches on Alakazam aren't there. I think that would be broken as heck right now if that were if that were a thing. Yeah. Now, I think that. Because it actually it ends up reducing Alakazam's coverage and stuff like that. I it, like Mac Mighty just said in the chat. He said I like choice items. It has another piece of the puzzle, and I I do agree with that because it, it allows things to exceed like it, it's like exceeding your power limit, right? In Dragon Ball Z, and yeah, very much. I think that's the big thing. It's kind of like doing that. See, I like choice items because they're super fun, but I don't like that they had to exist because the physical special split broke old Pokemon in ways that they weren't supposed to be broken in. I don't Best example being Dragon Dance. I don't agree with that. If I go with that mental state, I'll be saying the same thing with Eviolite. Also, Dragon Dance is on such a limited number of Pokemon, by the way. I don't know if you realize this. Dragon Dance is not that many Pokemon. Wish Cash. 
It's on Wish Cash. Yeah, like it, see, it's it's on a weirdly limited number of Pokemon because it has to be now. It always was though. That's the thing. Like there's always food. It was. It always, always was. So let let me give you a list of Pokemon like. that. Let me list give you a list of Pokemon that you can learn Dragon Dance. Um, so it is. Uh, so first of all, um, it's uh, it's Horsey, Seedra, Gyarados, um, Dragonite, um, Kingdra, Flygon. Flygon just got it recently. Yeah, Flygon um, did yeah, not have it. Dra- Flygon just got it sadly. Uh, and then of course you have Latios, uh, Rayquaza, um, Haxorus, Zygarde, Como. Those are like it. Um, and then by breeding, you can get it on your Charmander. You can get it on your Lapras. Lapras. Uh, Totodile. Totodile. Larvitar. Uh, Corfish. For funsies. Uh, oh, yeah. Bagon, I always forget Corfish gets dry. Uh, Scraggy and uh, Tyrant. Yeah. And that's about it. Like, it's a very limited pool of Pokemon that get it. I mean, you could say the same thing, though, about pretty much any speed plus, like, attack or speed plus anything else kind of ability. Um, that, that It's on yeah, a very like, limited number of, uh, of Pokemon. Yeah. There's, like, five, six Pokemon that I learned Quiver Dance. Yeah. But that's Quiver Dance. Quiver Dance was Quiver designed Dance was a after worse. the physical special split. I feel like more Pokemon would have had quiver dance if it's made in gen 3 so they you, been like, i mean sure, if you want to complain if, if you want to complain about this um if you if you really want to complain about like items making the game worse which isn't which is isn't true um i well, don't think i'd say the item is making the game better it is absolutely but i'm kind of sad it has to exist it to doesn't have to exist better. it doesn't have to exist mm. but it, could it you imagine a meta without choice scarf right yes. now yes yes i can it seems like it'd be over in every team would be hyper offense and just be the team yes. that gets that's almost what's happening first. now that's almost what's happening now yeah <laughs> um, i mean i guess like scarf Cartana is a good example of just inbuilt dragon yeah. dance. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, but I, I don't think it makes the game broken or it, it's no. necessary. I, I think, I mean, there's other ways to do what it did. Um, I just I, liked the metagame back when speed was a stat that mattered as a base stat. It does still it's matter as a base stat. Best. I don't. It, I don't think you play enough Pokemon to be. I, I don't think you're qualified to make this statement. <laughs> no, this is unfair. This is gaslighting. Uh, no, like it still does matter, obviously. But I like base speed as a concept, where even weird things like Crobat, Jolteon, like the things that honestly only have speed. They're far less relevant than they are, would be otherwise because of mm-hmm. Scarf. Although I guess Power Creep is starting to come full circle on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Where it's not, it's not, I'm not too worried about it. I think the strong game enough is doing that Scarf fine. doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to talk about one item that makes the game uh, arguably worse, I think the answer is Eviolite. That's so untrue. That Eviolite does not make the game worse. Chansey makes the game worse. <laughs> I, I'm not mad. At, I'm not even mad at Chansey using it. I'm not mad at Chansey I'm using not, it. I, I'm not thinking about Chansey. I'm thinking more of like Dust Clubs. That is like yes. I think Dust Clubs was ruined because of Eviolite. Do you want a world that sponges almost anything? Even some a few dark moves. Do you have Dust Clubs? Just See, now we're going the other way around. Of you don't play enough low tiers because Dusclops is no longer seen as better than Dusknor. Mainly because they're both 
virtually unplayable, but Dusknoir has come back around <laughs> that's, being that's better than Dusknoir. Because is just so passive. Slightly better. I mean, it gets it get, at least it gets to pretend to have recovery. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it, I think it's just like uh, it just it gets to pretend. Um, yes, yes, yes. Let's see what Rod had said. Uh, think about it though. Look at the newer pre evos, and their stats are generally really bad, so they can't abuse Eviolite. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it, that's true. I don't know. They they put themselves in a box. That's that's the problem I have with it. I mean, they they put themselves in a box design get overs to get over chip damage or uh the point i'm trying to get violate is really most useful for pokemon that have high hp which is why chancy is yes, a nightmare yes, that's true i, I do <laughs> i do agree with true. you um i do agree with you I, I hp is a huge stat i mean i don't want to get too deep into that but uh yes uh also quiver dance is on more pokemon than i thought it was on it's uh, on like every terrible bug did you know that Wormadam has access to quiver dance what? Because I did not know that until today. I always forget that's a thing. <laughs> Wormadam and Mothim both get Quiver Dance. Definitely drafting Wormadam for the PDL now, just so that I can come through with Quiver Dance Wormadam. And then I'm also, 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 a, also, one Pokemon <laughs> that will never ever use Quiver Dance has access to it: Ferramosa. Never will use Quiver Dance. Why would you ever use Quiver Dance on Ferramosa? I use it. That's good. I, I use Why? It its base sounds... its base speed is like one fifty one. Why would you ever need you it? Can be faster than okay. things with Choice Scarf. Dad, and <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I run my mix Ferramosa. I don't go. That's full not a bad thing to do. It has base one thirty seven attack and a special attack. It's not. That's not you a bad thing it... to do. Max HP, uh, max defense, and you uh, run rest, sleep, talk, quiver Ferimo- dance. Quiver dance, Ferramosa. That's the right way to play it, right? Like, Chromosa, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chromo- Are we yeah, talking there's, about Snorlax or Ferramosa? Those base 37 defenses, they do really well. No, they don't. Yeah, Listen, can we just joke. actually talk about the most grievous injustice ever put to light in Pokemon? What is it? Well, Mega Adrenal Fairy type? Uh, almost, but back in Gen 6, they had the most wonderful, the most illuminating, brilliant idea. We can just give more stats to bad old Pokemon. I love that. They yeah. should do it oh, more. But then they're like, Butterfree, you get 10 more points. Beedrill, you get 10 more points. Beautifly, you get 10 more points. Dustox, get out of here. Go home. Nobody cares about Dustox, okay? No. Dustox was Dustox has never mattered and never will. Okay. Beautifly got a stat buff and Dustox did not. <laughs> I will never not be bitter about this. You should be bitter about it. Uh who cares? It's no. still it's still just uh it's still, it's still what's a it called? Just give it twenty more HP, twenty more defense, and then I'll actually run Crow Dustox. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not I used that in Gen right Five NU, and it was great. I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> no. See, so, <laughs> does anybody else in the chat have anything else they want us to talk about so we can get off of ten little men complaining that competitive Pokemon's not the same anymore? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why can't they go back to the good old days? Why can't we go back to Gen Two meta where everything just held leftovers and never died? That sounds like a fun meta. <laughs> sounds like a good old meta for you. 
Well, yeah, back uh, in the good old days, eh? Uh, yeah. Should I should I read your uh, should I read your puckle survey responses live on the air? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought those were anonymous. They're definitely. How could anonymous? you tell which one was mine? I think you say your name is Tendal Men in it at some point. Like I'm not. Gonna- uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, I do too. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> I think at some point in one of your answers, you just go, oh, my name's 10 Little Men, and I, I, I want to be super critical of your show, Thatch. And then you make, yeah. you make me feel bad on the inside. Ironically, Patreon chat is three people right now. General mm-hmm. chat on Discord is like... Oh, it's bumping because it's Battle seven. Clinic tonight, man. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's Battle Clinic, man. God. Battle Clinic's about to happen for those of you here live. Uh, we're going to be doing the Little Cup Battle Clinic at 8.30 tonight. You can jump on over to the Battle Clinic thing and uh, sign up if you haven't already. It's a and don't be afraid time. of jumping to General Voice Chat. Yeah, General Voice Chat is a great time. We don't eat. It's a, I love doing it. I love doing it. Um, also, Twitch for those of you, chat you're is telling you to read the surveys. Reading the surveys. Well, I'm going to do a town hall, uh, I believe, on the 17th. Um, oh, yeah, on the 17th, I believe. or the, No, the 18th. The 18th. I'm going to do it the 18th. Uh, I'm doing a town hall on the 18th. Of February, uh, where you guys can come in and like, I'll, I'm going to go through the surveys. You can give me some feedback on the surveys and some of your answers. I can give you feedback because there are some, there are some like somewhat annoying, um, somewhat annoying like survey responses. And not saying that like I don't appreciate survey, survey, fill, uh, surveys being filled out because I absolutely do. Um, I, I just want to, I just want to make it clear. This show is actually going to come out on the 21st. So this is going to be after this town hall anyway. But, um, <laughs> One of the one of the big things like that I that I see that I want to give like real time feedback for is because some people would be like, oh, man, I wish you could do X, Y, Z with the show. But it's something that's very physically impossible. Right. It'll be like, oh, man, I wish the show could be like 45 minute, have a 45 minute topic segment. And in a perfect world, maybe. But also in this world, it's impossible to keep the conversation going that long without somebody having to pee or like me being able to talk for 45 minutes. About a or specific topic. people getting hungry and wanting to eat something. Well, that's not usually an issue because we we're even just falling off topic. Yeah, like oh, it, it happens a lot. Uh, like that's the thing. Like you, a forty-five minute segment is just like that's like the length of a normal podcast, right? Like if you go listen to other podcasts, like some of them are only forty-five minutes. We're an hour and a half. Or yeah. half an hour. Uh, we're we're like an hour and a half long show. Like it's it's a really long show, and like that makes me that makes it feel okay when I haven't. Uh, I haven't like really what what's the word for it? I, I when people don't listen to the whole show because I know this is very true that people don't listen to the whole show. Um, I know a lot of people will stop at like the Pokemon of the episode segment. Um, actually, that's something I should ask yeah. you guys about and get some real time feedback for. Um, because uh, I've, we've just started changing the Pokemon of the episode top segment. I don't know if you've paid attention to the Lament in the past two weeks. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I've been paying attention. Or or you as well, Dennis. Um, but like, how does that I make you feel? Heard, uh... Oh, see, there's a kid who doesn't listen to the whole show right there. Boom. No, uh, I haven't heard this last episode. I listened to it virtually completely. Where uh, I usually jump off is on the mailbag. Yeah. So, so the uh, so the so the Pokemon of the episode we've we've completely reformatted it. Well, not completely, but we've reformatted it to the point where we're trying to give each Pokemon a little bit more context. I don't think it's perfect yet. We're getting there. We're working on it. Um, so far, I'm enjoying yeah. it. We're getting, we're getting there. It's not. It's definitely. I think it's better than it was. And, it is. Uh, and Ten Little Men is oh, my biggest critic. I, I need to know. <laughs> Listen, you told me to be critical 
I, I'm just obliged. And I'm yeah, going to no. say, yeah, it's still better for sure. It, it, like, I, we're working on making it better because like, I, I want to be able to talk about it in context. Uh, and most of the TCG cards suck. And so yeah. we, we kind of just threw that out the window. <laughs> Yeah, see, the issue with the TCG cards is, yeah, 90% of the time they suck. Or it's like, yeah, this thing was super relevant in the TCG 15 years ago, but yeah, you can't exactly. be expected to know the entire history of the TCG. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's better the way we're doing it. For those of you who haven't listened to it uh, and are listening to this show, I would suggest if you listen to Puckle and you don't listen to Pokemon the episode or you turn it off there because you think that's just a garbage person and shouldn't make the last half hour of the show... Um, which is also a valid, valid like reasoning, <laughs> but uh, I would suggest that you go and you you read that, uh, or you go listen to like the newer ones from three seventy four on, because we are trying something new where you get like you get like uh, team analyses and stuff like that built into it. We also give away a team now every week. Like I have a guy now that just like his job is to build teams for every week. Like there, there's a guy for that, so that we have a team, uh, and we'll give away the teams. You have to go to the website to get that though. Um, Mm-hmm. You have to you have to go to the website pucklepodcast.com to be able to get the get the full team. Uh, so yeah. And there. like this There's that guy article. may not be the most correct about his opinions on the meta, but he knows a guy who knows a guy and that's <laughs> how you get the good teams. <laughs> Uh, me, me and another guy work together every week to build a team. Uh, it's mostly him, but like, I'll give him feedback. It's like, I'll go, I'll go and play with it every week. Right. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a decent pilot when it comes to Pokemon. Uh, my team building skills have definitely gone down, but I'm a very, oh, God, a, my team building a, skills are the most horrific thing. I, I'm definitely my, a good pilot. Never good. I, I will say I'm a good pilot. And so like, whenever I play with a team that somebody builds and like, they're trying to test, I, I can pick out like, Oh, Hey, this isn't going to work because of X, Y, Z. And like, I can go and I can make adjustments. Right. Um, but when it, cause like last week's, uh, well not last week's, but two weeks ago we did Magnazone. And, um, so we built this Magnazone team and, uh, the Magnazone team <laughs> is just got this huge weakness to fire types. Like it, it got me, oh. it got me comfortably to like 1450 on the ladder. And then, and then the problem is like you get there, and then Volcarona and Victini show up, and Volcarona yeah. and Victini just destroyed that team. Magnezone teams as a magnet aficionado, I can tell you they struggle with fire so pretty it, often. So you could, so I don't think the problem was Magnezone per se. I think Magnezone is. Um, I said this in the show on three seventy five. Magnezone is pretty pretty big in that if you really really hate ferrothorn you really really hate cartana and you really really hate um uh, what's the other one uh scissor if you really really hate those and you're tired of dealing with them by like hitting them with like a close combat or trying to hit them with a focus blast if you're really tired of that i think magnazone is for you like magnazone is really good at what it does yeah i think magnazone is for you because magnazone completely walls those pokemon and gives you a very easy way to HP fire them. So I. I oh, speaking I of Magnezone, I have one last rant to make about why they the changing meta was a good thing, although it made me sad. Drag Mag is the funnest playstyle that does not work because of fairy types. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like fairy. Oh type, no, it's fairy type the correct such a good option. It, fairy type was dearly necessary but i'll really miss not being able to throw on magnazone and five dragon types and call it a day mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely uh, that sounds uh, awful 
<laughs> so it I guess really was. I guess that's where I'll end it. Um, I'll also end it with I know that I've I've looked at the survey responses so far, and to I think it was like the thirty percent of you that said that Puckle was not long enough for you. I am sorry that I I can't give you more. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but if you if you do want to check out more Puckle guys, of course you can check out the main show, or you can keep subscribed to this channel at Puckle Plus. Uh, we really do appreciate that. Of course, go to PucklePodcast.com to see some cool articles. We're 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 working on the show or on the website as well, trying to make it look a little bit prettier at the same time. So we really do appreciate that. Um, and uh, I don't know if there's usually anything else. Um, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Uh, you can, of course, also, if you are like cool like join these guys. Join the Discord. Yeah, join the Discord. But if you're also cool like <laughs> these guys, uh, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast where you can donate to the show and get some cool rewards, including possibly being on this show uh, at Puckle Live where we can have a cool discussion and conversation. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to help the show out in other ways, like Viger just did on this, you can use our Twitch Prime subscription uh, on us, and we really appreciate it. Or you could just do a subscription at the same time, though I would say Patreon is probably the better way to do it. Um, it is the better way. And then I would, and then you can also support the show by going to our awesome T Public store where you can buy everything Puckle, everything Pokemon over there. We really do appreciate the support. Uh, also, don't forget that on this channel as well, you can, on this feed, you can check out uh, TCG Cast, Battle Cast, um, which is, should have a semi regular schedule now. Um, because I, I'm putting Seth Vilo kind of in charge of it. Um, so he's going to help keep it on, on track. Um, Hopefully. So, so Battlecast is going to be going to be going to be doing well. And then, of course, you have uh, you have uh, Game Corner as well on this channel. So we really do appreciate it. So this has been Puckle Live with Thatch, Tendal Men, and Dennis the Mimicky Maniac. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Until, until next time, guys, though, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower after, after hours. Because that's the only way we can get these guys in here. Um, <laughs> it's closing time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.